0: This month, I'm talking about why I rail against retainer clients so badly and how I think project-based work is so much more profitable and creates more profit and freedom and ease in your life, especially when you are a one- to two-person branding agency. And today, I want to talk about what the structure of your business looks like when you have retainers versus project work. You're listening to the No BS Agency Podcast. We talk strategies that can take your one-to-two-person branding agency from $5,000 to $30,000 per month without hiring employees or working your ass off. All you have to do is cut the BS. I am Pia Silva. You see, retainers aren't inherently bad. I get comments on some of my posts sometimes from people who say, this is a ridiculous thing to say. Of course, retainers are amazing. You know, my whole business is built on retainers. To which I say, great. You know, (laughs) if you have a retainer model where you're making the amount of money you want and you have the freedom and flexibility and ease that you're craving, then good for you. Keep doing it. I would never tell you to change it. In my experience, When you are a one to two person business, retainer clients become a huge headache. At first they can feel secure because you know where the money is coming from, or at least you think you do. But what is a retainer client usually? It means that you're working with someone on an ongoing basis. And what exactly are you doing for them? And what does that relationship look like? This can be all over the place. When it comes to design and marketing and branding, usually retainer models have some clear projects built in, like there's something specific that you're doing every month. And then there's all the other stuff, right? There's the little things that need to happen that come out of nowhere. I need this thing designed, or we have this new campaign coming up, or whatever it is, there's kind of things popping up. That's why you're on retainer, so that you can be there to help with that. What does that look like practically in your life as a business owner? It means that at any moment, your retainer clients can pop up and say, hey, I need something from you. I need to talk to you soon. I have a project that I need and here's a deadline. A lot of times this relationship can have a lack of boundaries, which means that clients will pop up and say, I need something from you and I need it right away because you're on retainer. So they expect you to hop to when they need you. And while some people are very good at maintaining boundaries in these relationships, most of us, if you weren't schooled in the art of management, client management, um, if you don't have a lot of experience with this, most of us want to make our retainer clients happy and so we do whatever they need, right? We wanna keep them happy so they keep paying us every month and those boundaries completely disappear. If you have a retainer client that you feel like you need to hold on to, and they email you an emergency at the end of the day on Friday, are you going to tell them, "Uh, I'm sorry, I'll I'll get to that on Monday when I get back to the office? Or are you going to do it for them? When I used to have clients like this, and they weren't even retainer clients, they were just clients that paid us hourly. And so I always wanted to keep them happy. When I had clients like that, I would do whatever they needed whenever they needed it. And... This led me to, I distinctly remember, sitting the day after my wedding (laughs) in Mexico next to a Wi-Fi tower on the beach trying to send files to a client because they needed them right then. And it didn't matter that I was in another country getting married, I needed to keep them happy. So while there may be a feeling of I know where the money is coming from, which again, I've debunked uh, that that's actually reliable. I don't think it is. There's also this feeling of you're really at their beck and call. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know, there are probably some ways to make this easier, right? One of them is to have really clear and hard boundaries. You can tell your clients, hey, I only work during business hours during the week. You can give your clients clarity around when you won't be working if you're going on vacation. You can tell them I don't answer emails at night or on the weekends. You can tell them you always need at least 24, 48, 72, whatever hours in advance for any work that's done. You can say all of these things to your clients and then you can get really good at holding those boundaries. It's important because you can lay out structure and boundaries for somebody, but if you don't maintain them, they will quickly dissolve. At a certain point. Your clients may not like that (laughs) because one of the reasons people like to have somebody on retainer is because it allows them to be a little messy on their part, right? My experience having clients like this was it was easy for them to come to me with emergencies because they knew I would take care of it. It was part of what they valued in me. That was my fault for creating that relationship, but it's also something they may have been looking for. So that's one way that you can counteract some of this. The other way you can counteract it is by having a team. Retainer clients are great if you have a bigger agency. I get having retainers as part of your revenue model when you have a team of people who are going to be working for them. I have an incredible Facebook ad company that I work with, The Ad Girls, shout out to The Ad Girls. Jen Spivak is fricking amazing. And she and her team deliver a high value white glove service. And it works for Jen because she has a team of people doing the work for her. And her time is freed up to build the business, be the strategist, be the visionary, and continually look for new clients. I know that they're not hurting for clients, they do very well. And yet I still see her marketing constantly because she knows that keeping her pipeline full is how she's going to have a healthy business. Again, retainer clients in and of themselves aren't the problem. The problem is when you are a one to two person branding agency, when you want to stay a small agency and you don't want to have a team of employees, because that's what Jen has. She has employees that can do the work for her. When you don't have that team of employees, you are the employee. And in this retainer model, it is very hard for a business of one to be an outsourced employee and not end up being at their beck and call. And it creates this environment where you don't have that freedom and flexibility that you were looking for in the first place. So the reason I rail against retainer clients is not because retainer clients are so bad. It's because for the market that I'm talking to, for you guys, the one to two person branding agencies, the small businesses that don't want to grow a team, retainer clients create that false sense of security and it keeps you stuck in that employee mindset. You end up being this outsourced employee for a couple of clients and you neglect your own business. One of the best things you can do if you want to have a sustainable small business that gives you freedom and profit and ease and gives you a feeling of security is to build strength in the business that you own is to build that control into your pipeline because you have reliable systems that know how to find and nurture and close clients. That is where true freedom and flexibility come from. And that's what we teach inside No BS Agency Mastery, how to build that business so that you are no longer at the beck and call of these retainer clients and so that you don't have to hire employees to deliver. Now that doesn't mean that you can't hire employees in the future. And that doesn't mean that there aren't things to outsource. I'm a big proponent of having VAs. I'm a big proponent of using outsourcing as a way to make yourself more profitable. And if at some point you wanna hire a team of employees, building a no BS agency first is the way to go because the best thing you can do is build a highly profitable business and then have so much money available to you to start building the skills to hire and train and manage a team that is delivering for you. I can speak from personal experience because back in 2014, I was in $40,000 of debt after hiring my first two employees. And I could tell you, it wasn't because I couldn't make sales. It was because I didn't know how to manage my profitability and I didn't know how to manage my employees. Fast forward almost 10 years later, I do have a team now. I know I talked to you guys about not having a team, but I actually have a pretty substantial team now because that's what it takes to grow this business, the business of coaching small businesses on how to grow their businesses. And to get to this point where I have an incredible team of people that I can rely on who are doing the work and helping me be more profitable, I had to build so many skills when it came to hiring and communication and management and systems and All kinds of things that I had no idea I didn't know back in 2014. And that's the blind spot I see in so many small agencies that hire too quickly. They don't realize how many things they're going to need to learn in order to make that successful. And so what they end up doing, and I have a lot of students who have, who come in with this and they end up actually letting their employees go and then hiring them back much into the future once they are profitable. I have a lot of students come in where they have a couple of employees and they're not making any money. They generate these sales and then all of their money goes to paying these employees and they don't have anything to take home. And the easiest way to get rid of that problem is to let the employees go and start working on making your business more profitable. Once you have that cushion of profit and you have those systems that you've built, hiring employees becomes a decision. And some people decide to do it and some people don't. But wouldn't you rather make that decision from a place of control, from a place where you don't feel like you need employees because you just have so much work you can't possibly handle it? And then you end up just being the pass through entity for money that comes from a client and then goes to your employees. Wouldn't you rather do it from a place of, okay strategically, I'm making the amount of money I want. I have the freedom and the time that I want. And now I want to build an agency where I have another revenue stream, where I have other people delivering a lot of this work, and I can focus even more on being the strategist of the business. That's a powerful way to build a business. I can tell you because I've built it every other way, and it does not work. So if you're ready to get off the hamster wheel of chasing retainer clients and that feast or famine that comes with having a lot of work and then it disappearing and not knowing how to get your next client, go to nobsagencies.com backslash apply. Schedule a call with our team and we'll help you out. We'll see if now is the right time for you to jump in and build a an no agency that relies on itself to grow. That's all I've got for you today. I will talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week with more No BS tips for your agency so you can find more profit, ease, and freedom. The No BS Agency podcast is produced by Yellow House Media. Coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Creative direction by Sean and Tara McMullen. Our theme music is "Knock 'Em Down by The Shrugs.